welcome to the 45th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am one of your co-hosts, Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I study, write about, talk about, teach about uh, a variety of things not li- uh, not limited to, but definitely including video games, video games, video games. And I am joined today, as in every podcast day, by my two co-hosts, Alex Lane and Nicole Marie. Ladies? What's up, everybody? <laughs> oh, someone's phone's going. That's oh, me. No. Um, my name is Alex Lane. I am a PhD student at uh, Purdue University studying rhetoric and composition, PhD candidate, I mean. I'm working on my dissertation on gender issues in the gaming industry. And let's see, I'm surprised I even made it to this podcast because I'm pretty addicted to this new game. If anybody watched the (laughs) uh, gaming marathon, you saw me playing it pretty much straight through except for my wild breaks. So that's been really fun. And I discovered another new indie game, which is my indie game of the week I'll talk about later, that I zoned out on for like four hours today. So I'm kind of I'm kind of in a daze. Nice. That's, you know that good. feeling, right? Like when you've been playing video games for so many hours you like blink and outside looks it weird because it's video natural. Video game nirvana. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Cool. Oh, now I have to introduce myself. Yeah, that would um, be. <laughs> that's typically how it goes, but you can spin it any way you want. Yeah, well, so I'm Nicole Marie, and now I don't know what to call myself. I think I'm ex-GameStop, now bank employee game player extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Does that does that count? For sure. It does. Well, there you go. I, I sit at a desk and dream about video games all day from here on out. <laughs> Sounds fun. More money if <laughs> you buy video games. That's right. true. There you go. There you go. Do you get a discount, like a worker's discount at GameStop? I do, yeah. Employees get fifteen percent off of anything. Eh, not worth it. Take the take the salary job. Yeah, exactly. It'll compensate for losing the the 15%. discount. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there we yeah. are. Okay. So we'll go about today as we go about every podcast day with what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. And hopefully what you're drinking will be a little more interesting since we're recording at night this time. But for some of us, not. Okay, so anyway. (laughs) That'd be me. (laughs) Okay. I don't get it. Are you not drinking? Remember my my orange mango sparkling water? (laughs) We have to take a break so Nicole can go get a damn drink. <laughs> Spoiler alert: I'm not drinking. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, ladies. Uh, so we'll start with what you're playing, and we will start with Alex Lane. Alex All Lane, right, what you're playing? Well, literally, I am playing two games right as we speak, um, though they're paused. So don't <laughs> worry. Um, let's see. So I have been playing. Of course, I've been playing pandas, uh, but I have been playing uh, a new game, which I haven't talked about yet, which I just started, uh, called Cold Step Saga. Now, Sam, if you can hear that noise, hear that? 
that's Sam rolling her eyes. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> I have been playing this game obsessively. Like, I went and bought Assassin's Creed 3 and XCOM. XCOM, as you know, I've been waiting for forever. And that night, I sent her a picture of it and stuff. And that night, I was on playing Cold Step Saga. And she is like, what is wrong with you? You just bought these two brand new games. Why are you still playing this game? <laughs> and I was like... Shut up, I think is what I said. <laughs> I had no Something response. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shut up. So this game, it is like Magic the Gathering and Monopoly with a strategy of chess. So it's crazy. You like have these squares that you walk around like Monopoly, these lands, and then you claim the lands by putting a monster, by summoning a monster onto it, or like whatever thing is in your hand, or fighter or whatever. And... uh then you, if you land on other people's, you have to pay their, their like toll, and you can level up your lands to make the tolls higher. And you can like, if you get a bunch in a row or a bunch of the same color, you get like bonuses. And if you have two next to each other, you get bonuses. And you try to get up to so many. Um, they call it, they alternate between calling it magic and gold. But anyway, you try to get so much whatever the currency is, and then. Um, and then you win. So, like, I'm going through this story. It's also part RPG. So you are this person called the Scepter, which is, like, someone who can summon spells or summon things. And um, and so you start off and you have, like, you discover your Scepter and you go through, like, all these trials. So I haven't beat the game yet, which is why I'm still playing, Samantha. Um, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, so you have to, like, play a bunch of you know you have this one like this one encounter and you have to beat the wizards you encounter and then you go into the next one and the next one and the next one and it's really hard um because some of them you pretty much can't beat without getting because when you lose you get cards when you win you get a whole bunch of cards like to help summon stuff but even when you lose you get some so sometimes you have to lose in order to get some decent enough cards to be able to beat the people and so, like, it takes a really long time, but it's really fun and addicting because it's so, strat- so, so like, heavy strategy and stuff. And it's, like, land acquisition, which is one of my favorite things in a game. Um, so, yeah. I've been playing it nonstop. Yeah, that sounds like an Alex Lane game. It, it does, it, though. Yeah. It totally <laughs> is. It's, like, land acquisition, and it's building up your property and your, like, domain I love that kind of stuff. So I'm totally digging it. Obviously, I got back from the 24-hour gaming marathon and fell asleep for a couple hours and then woke up and played. And Mike came in and was like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) I don't know. Please stop me. Save me. Save me from the Cold Sip Saga. So anyway, so I've been playing that. Um, And then the other game, uh, I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed 3, which I'm not going to talk about because other people have played it more than me because I just got it um, this weekend but I also had a disc golf tournament that took like 15 hours on Saturday so I didn't get a chance to play it yet Um, and then uh, XCOM on the Xbox and then my indie game of the week which is um, Solar 2 which I'll talk about later nice yeah pass next person (laughs) pass I guess that would be me. You're next on the list. I heard Alex Lane. Who was that? What was that? That's not me. Who's game came on? Game? I don't know. It was like some sort of music or something. Yep, somebody's game music or something came on. 
That's weird. That was very strange. You didn't hear it, Nicole? No, I didn't. It must have been me. It was you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, I will tell you what I'm playing. I'm playing quite a few different things again. Well, some of them I have not played much. Well, okay, so we had the gaming marathon. And I played almost 17 hours of Dishonored. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm almost finished, but I am not yet finished. And the reason I played 17 hours of Dishonored and I'm not finished is because for the first time in a long time, I just, I because mean, I was like, I have 24 hours to do nothing but play games, including this one. So I am going to... Um, do side missions. So I did a whole metric shit ton of side missions. Um, and just kind of enjoyed myself. Um, and played a couple of other little things that I won't really talk about because it's stuff that I've played a million times before. Um, uh, and uh, so that was kind of what I did with that. Um, Is there like an avalanche over at your house? What's going on over there? That's uh, my kid knocking on the door. <laughs> She's so cute. My mother's in town, so she's keeping her occupied, supposedly. And then she noticed that the light was on in my office. Supposedly. Mm -hmm. Um, So I played a lot of Dishonored. um, And I'm not yet finished, but I'll finish it soon. Um, I think I got like one mission left. Because, you know, I won't spoil it and say what I've already done. But And then one day we'll have a Dishonored spoiler section. Um, Mm. Yeah. I have also been playing um, other stuff that I played just kind of quickly, randomly. Um, I played Sesame Street Connect TV, some more of that with my kidlet, um, because she wanted to show her Nana what Sesame Street Connect TV was like. Um, so I'm, I'm, I made her Nana play a whole half hour episode of Sesame Street Connect TV with her. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I know that's mm-hmm. mean, isn't it? I played a little bit of Lego Lord of the Rings. Please tell me it's amazing. Okay, it. I started. Uh Okay, and I have to say that the opening segment they tried to make it look too movie like, and it was just horrible. Now, and I did something that was probably pretty stupid, and I'm kicking myself right now. Is I was like, well. I can play this, um, I can buy it for the 3DS, but the, the 3D gives me a headache, so for a game that I'm going to play any length of time, like I love playing the Lego games, I turn the 3D off anyway, or I could just pay $10 less and just buy the regular DS version. That was a mistake. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I think when I look back, because, because Lego Batman 2 was for the 3DS, right? Mm-hmm. And the yeah. D- okay, yeah. so I had the 3DS version of that, and the graphics were much better. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if it's just that the graphics were better on Lego Batman 2, or um, if it is because the difference between the DS version and the 3DS version. So like I said, the first, the opening segment when they tried to make it look like a movie was horrible. You, it was, it was. You almost couldn't see what the fuck was going on on the screen. It was killing me. I was ready to, I was ready to like throw it out of the window, um, or do something I never do and take it and return it. But I know if I take it to GameStop, they're gonna give me like fifty cents for it. Um, so maybe, yeah. 
Yeah, so maybe I would like sell it on eBay or something. I don't know, and just go buy Didn't it. Did you just buy it? Yeah, I just bought it. But you should be able to exchange it at Target then. Well, you can't. Ex- I don't know that they would let me exchange it for the 3DS version. Hmm. So, I, I just bought it like two or three, like two days ago, right? You should um, be able to at least within a week. Well, we'll see. I may try because it's horrible. Um, but then I got into like the actual kind of post opening scenario the graphics are a little better um i haven't played very much of it yet i only played maybe like an hour of it i want to see if i can deal with it um and see if if you know maybe my eyes are tired or i don't know what the hell's going on um if it doesn't get better i'll probably i you know i may just kind of ditch it because i if if it can if it looked as bad as that opening scene did i wouldn't have been it would have been unplayable to me it would have been absolutely unplayable to me. Um, so we'll see how that works. You'll find out more next time. Um, like I said, because I just started to dig into that a bit today um, because I wanted to see what was going on with it. So um, what else? I also played, oh, there were two more things that I played. Things that I have been waiting for. So there were three things that I had pre-ordered. Um for this week lego lord of the rings ac3 and ac3 liberation i started out playing ac3 liberation (laughs) uh, for the vita of course because that's all it comes on um and i was i was really kind of digging it so you you know you start out and you're playing aveline or aveline um and there's there's lots of interesting kind of narrative going on. We're not making this a spoilery section, um, but a lot of interesting stuff going on. That's talking about uh, 18th century uh, life and life as a as a black woman in 18th century um, America. America, yeah. Well, New Orleans actually. Yeah. Um, and so I was really kind of digging that. Um, the story as it starts to unfold, there's some interesting things that go on. We'll talk about that more when we get to the history part of it. Um, I got to a section where it told me that I had a quest. And I, for the life of me, I could not kind of figure out what this, how to do this quest. Um, and I will talk more. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but it told me to find something. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out how to find this thing. So I ran around for God knows how long until my battery was about to go dead um and never found this thing and then i just said okay fine time to take a break charge it up um and plus it was time to go to bed and then the next day i was talking to one of our friends about assassin's creed 3 the you know counter version which i hadn't started yet um and got really intrigued so then i started to play assassin's creed 3 when i got home that day um, and then I spent the next couple of days and, you know, I'm, like I said, my mother's in town, so I don't have, you know, long periods of time after the kid goes to bed to, um, to play because I'm like talking to my mom too, you know, you're supposed to do that kind of thing when they come to visit. Um, <laughs> yeah. To socialize. And, uh... <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. So, <laughs> um, I played a little bit. You know, a, a goodly amount, I'd say. Um, uh, and then I went back today um, to see if I could finish that damn quest in Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. 
And lo and behold, I just said, okay, fine. I'll finish everything else in this general area. Like I found the treasure and, you know, it was like, oh, you know, these are other optional kind of quest thingies that you can do while you're doing this quest. I did all those things and I still have not found the thing that I was supposed to find for this freaking quest. Seriously? <laughs> yes. It is driving me crazy. Now, and the thing is, is I am trying not to like consult any walkthroughs or go online and check or, you know, or find anything. And I've actually had to do that once while I was playing AC3 because I knew I was doing the right thing in one, in one situation. And I was trying to do it and trying to do it and trying to do it. And it just wouldn't happen. And not only wouldn't it happen, but I was stuck. So I was pretty hmm. sure it was a, it was a bug. Um, and I was like, okay, it's not me. It can't be me. And I sat there for like half an hour trying to figure it out. You know, you know how I am, Nicole. I do the same thing over and over and over again in a game because yep. I, even though I know it's a bug and I'm like, no, I'm going to make this damn thing work. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fix the bug. <laughs> Just by playing the game. <laughs> Yeah, so I did that for about a half an hour with my mother sitting next to me going, what can you, what, can you make it work? Leave me alone. I'm about to cuss at you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm already mad. And oh, that's funny. So I did actually go online just to see if other people experienced the same thing. And there were a ton of people who had. And they were like, well, this is what you have to do. I'm like, well, you think I didn't do that fuckwad? I've done that. <laughs> I haven't actually heard an adult use fuckwad in my whole life, and I'm so happy you just did. <laughs> well done. Life well achievement. Done. Life achievement. Hear an adult say fuckwad. Achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, keep gamer going. points. <laughs> yeah, for sure it is. <laughs> oh, so, um, and so it was driving me nuts. It was already driving me nuts because I'm playing it on PS3. Because, okay, I pre-ordered... Yeah, shut up. I can't. I I have it too, just for solidarity, so suck it. I pre-ordered um, Liberation, and I pre-ordered Assassin's Creed, but I pre-ordered the 360 version of Assassin's Creed. Now, there was all this craziness when I went to pick it up, and, you know, the, it, it just got, like, real hectic, and it drove me crazy. And I didn't even get my, like, because I didn't even get, get my GameStop bonus points or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Easy. Mm. <laughs> Getting all riled up. That was a GameStop. That was a GameStop. And, um... <clears throat> I didn't notice until I got home and opened the fucking game... That they gave me the PS3 version and not the 360 version. You're like, oh my god, that's so annoying. And I never, there's if if games come out on both platforms, I never buy the PS3 version. No, neither do I. The controller, I'm because I don't have the the muscle memory for that controller. I have it for the 360 controller. Yeah, I don't either. And um, so I was really pissed off. And then, and then I was like, then I looked at it and it was like, and then I remembered when I first saw it, the commercial for it, it was like, oh yeah, you get four, you get four additional missions on the PS3 version. Yeah. And if you buy both AC3 Liberation and AC3, you get additional missions and additional weapons for buying both games. Yeah. Not so that. they probably, they probably assumed because you're getting liberation that of course you would want it to interact with your PS3 version. Mm-hmm. Or so. they messed up. Speaking it of pre-orders, be, it, could is, it could be both. Is that Nuketown thing to get 
the whatever Nuketown is that's a that's not real, right? Like you have to pre-order from GameStop to get that. Um, because right? I I read an article that everybody gets it no matter what. Yeah, it's packaged in the game. So you guys you guys are just doing that for fun. <laughs> <laughs> They kind of really screwed us over with that. Like, it was one of the waves of bonuses for one uh, month. And then they never took it away. So we, we just kept telling people, like, it's a pre-order bonus. And then, lo and behold, it turns out that everyone was offering it as a pre-order bonus. So there was an, a ring of, like, emails being sent around at GameStop. Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we offering something that everyone else has? Like, it's just being packaged in the game. And they were like, yeah, well, they kind of really screwed us on that. So, oh. yeah, if you pick it up in a certain amount of time when the game comes out, whether you have it pre-ordered or not, you'll get Nuketown 2025. Oh, man. That so, sucks for yeah. you guys, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it was a huge pre-order bonus. Like, everyone wanted Nuketown 2025. Oh, for but, sure. It's, yeah. It, it, absolutely. I think but Mike's now, never pre-ordered a game in his life, and he goes, oh, we got to go down to GameStop and get and pre-order that so we can get the Newtown thing. I'm like, I don't think that's a thing. I no. think that's fake. <laughs> so it was a thing at one point. It's not a thing it now. It was. Not anymore. That's too bad, because that would have gotten you guys a lot of business, I think. Yeah. I say you guys. Which, like, granted, I mean, like, at that, at that store in West Lafayette. <laughs> they, uh, the store in West Lafayette, I mean, we had, like, almost 2,000 pre-orders on Call of Duty for last year. So, I mean, they, they get a lot of business from Call of Duty. Oh, I'm sure. That's good. Yeah. So, and I got I got pre order I got a, a pre order mission and weapon for uh, AC three two. So, I guess I ended up with like six or eight additional missions and weapons and shit for just getting the PS three version. But I'm not happy about it. Don't get it <laughs> twisted. So that made you know that made my frustration worse when I was like stuck in this buggy spot. And finally, you know, I read through and I had done everything that, you know, I could possibly think to do. And I was about to, and I had actually even gone back to kind of my last checkpoint, which happens right before I got stuck. Um, And then I was just stuck from that checkpoint. So I I was going to have to like go back even further. Mm. And I was really starting to piss me off. And then finally I just turned around and shot one of my guys that was with me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and once I did that, it let me go. It, it unfroze for me. What? Yeah. How crazy is that, right? Shoot uh, your man down. <laughs> and I was like, hoo-ha! All righty. Let's go forward. Freedom. <laughs> that just oh. goes to show you, in the game, murdering your friends will set you free. In a game. In a game. Only in the game. Yes. <laughs> Yep, so I did that. And uh and so yeah, I got pulled into playing AC three. We'll talk more about this later on. It won't be really spoilery, but we're gonna I'm gonna rant a little bit about it when we talk about it later. Well, I'm not very far in it, so if it gets spoily for me, I'll I'll tell you to be quiet. Shut it's not gonna mouth. work. <laughs> All right, Nicole, what you playing, babe? Did we lose her? Nicole. I know her internet's been going in and out. Yeah. Oh, I'm back. Hooray! Hello? This is so lame. 
So, like, I have perfect signal, but for some reason, all of a sudden, I just can't hear anything. Oh. Nice. Yeah, super cool. Are we on my turn? Yep, what you playing? Okay. So, I did finally pick up Dishonored. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely liking it. I mean, obviously, I stopped playing because I'm playing Assassin's Creed now. Um, really? But... And you, I wait, 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 wait. What is this monogamous gaming thing that you and Alex Lane have? Oh, no. Just, just, you just calm down, okay? <laughs> this is a ridiculous thing that you are the only gamer I've ever met who is like this. And I respect it, and I think it's cool. But you think a reasonable number of games to play in two weeks is like 30, <laughs> right? Where most people play, they get pick up a game, and then they play it over and over and over for a couple weeks, right? Until they beat it or whatever. And then they move like, on. And then they switch and then, you know, whatever. Like, that is a m- far more typical, I think. So you are calling us crazy. Nay, I think you are the crazy one. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. gamer ADD. These, sir. I have gamer ADD. I, I will finish games. Don't get it twisted. Okay, but what happens is I'll play... Assassin's Creed 3 for a while and be like oh that was fun I played like 6-8 hours of that let me pick up my handheld and then I'll play something on my handheld for 2 or 3 hours and then I'll say oh I want to play something else not, not all in one day of course but then I'll go and say pick up another handheld and play Lego Lord of the Rings and then I'll go back and play AC3 or maybe Dishonored it's not like I don't finish them. I'm playing them all at the same time. <laughs> no one's saying you're not finishing them. That's not the argument. <laughs> the argument is you're watching like a 20 minute segment of a movie and then going to a different movie and then a different movie and then a different movie. Right? That's a I, can, really I can't analogy. do that. I got to stick with one and finish it. If I if I played one like thirty hour game all the way through without playing anything else, I think I'd hurt myself. Oh, I see. I can't handle it any other way. There's a few games like Civilization and crap that you can go back to because it's not like a linear thing. But like a game like Assassin's Creed, man, I don't know. Yeah, that linear element definitely throws me off when I kind of intersperse games in between them all. And if there's a storyline like you. I get all lost and I forget the controls. Well, <laughs> well, you know what? I have had a little bit of that problem playing AC3 and AC3 Liberation because you have to do the same things in both games. You know, like use your eagle eye or do a leap of faith. Um, and the controls, because even though you're doing the exact same tasks as two different characters, the button sequences are different. Oh, that's unfortunate. Right. Yeah. So, well, because because one's on your handheld and one's on your PS3. Yeah. You know, so while Leap of Faith is R1, X, and left stick forward on your um, PS3, a Leap of Faith on your um, Vita is, I can't even fucking remember what Leap of Faith is, left stick forward X and something else. Oh, left... Uh, Right bumper, X, and left stick forward. So the kind of the same thing, but not really. Um, so I get a little confused doing that, I have to admit. I have to admit. Well, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will give you that. But that's all you're getting out of me. That's all you get. <laughs> that's all you get. Fair enough. 
And I'm only giving you that because I've had too much tequila. I know. Right, Nicole, and I'm so Everything's opposite day today. <laughs> oh, opposite man. Day. Well, so I, I think I played like maybe 10 hours of Dishonored, probably less. I'm really liking it, though, because I'm not like the only game I've ever been good at stealth at was Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm terrible at stealth. I like to run and gun. That's just in my nature to do that. So stealth missions, when they come up, I'm like, I'm just going to kill everyone. Like that seems yeah. easier. Yeah. We're all on the same page with that. It seems easier, but Dishonored makes it really easy for me to feel like I'm sneaky. With I don't know what it is. Yeah. I feel Blink really, makes it easy. I feel really sneaky. It's really great. So I, I like that. Um, and I, I had some time adjusting to the controls of the game. Um, I don't know what it was. I, it just felt weird to me when I first started playing it. But the more I played it, the better I felt about the controls. And then um, I think that's because I was playing so much of Borderlands 2 right before I started playing it yep. that the controls were just strange. But so I finished Borderlands 2. Yay! So, hooray! That adventure is halfway over, because once you beat it, you unlock True Vault Hunter mode, which gets you better loot and more difficult missions and all that jazz, so eventually I'll play that, maybe when the season of games is over. Um, I, I know, because the rest of this year is just jacked. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Like, I have no time. After, I mean... Halo comes out tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm only 30% into Assassin's Creed 3, which is my next game on the list, which I'm really, really liking. And I don't want to talk about it too much because we'll get into it, but it's, I'm really enjoying it so far. And I'm very happy with the purchase, that's for sure. Hey, okay, so I have, uh, we have a, for, you'll, you'll hear, for folks who hear this tonight, you'll, you'll, you'll have a, a, a heads up for folks who hear tomorrow. You've probably already seen it. Um, I have a post going up on Assassin's Creed tomorrow three. Um, and it's not a review and it's not too terribly spoilery. Um, it's just kind of these games for some reason have me wanting to do kind of reaction posts at various and sundry moments. Um, so yeah, um, have you, did you take a look at it, Nicole? I haven't yet. I was on my way there okay. right now. No, I just wanted to know. So I'm, I'm not going to spoil my post, uh, during the, during the podcast either. So at least I hope I don't, <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to scoop yourself. I won't scoop myself. I spent all that time writing that damn post. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun. No. All right. So that's what we're playing. What are you reading, folks? Oh, wow. I totally forgot about this element of it. Well, all of my my blog sites are down, basically. Oh, so, true that. Yeah. Like Kotaku is still on updates. So all of those, all the Gonker sites are on uh, updates still. Because of Hurricane Sandy. Sandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a yeah. lot of them are still are still up and you know running. It's just that they're not up to full site because their their databases are down and everything else. Yep. That's rough. It has been pretty rough. It has been pretty rough. 
What about you, Alex Bang? Um, I after our last podcast, I downloaded um well played one, two, and three. <laughs> you, were ta- you were talking about that. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been looking through those and checking them out. And if you guys don't know about them, uh, you guys, as in listeners, uh, obviously you two know, um, they're the one and two. Well played one and two are free, and well played three is ninety nine cents for the Kindle. Um, so it's a great purchase, especially the free ones. Um, <laughs> and it's just I don't know. It's just sort of fun um, to to check through them and see like what people are talking about. Um, I also found there was open access to Sage journals this week or this month, last month, and games and culture. So I caught up. On... And now I think we lost Alex Lane. Oh, that's crazy. What's that? You you can't hear me? Hello. You said yeah. We heard you say games and culture. Games and culture was free for last month, and so you caught up, and then you went boop out. Oh, that's weird. Out. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I caught up on that, and I was just gonna say that that there is a ton of uh, game stuff, like racing games. So if anyone's interested in that, definitely check that out. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. I think you're still fading in and out a little bit, but okay. Am I? I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, I'm so um, sorry. <laughs> I know. Oh God. Well, what have I been reading? Um, I've been reading the awesome, the two awesome posts that Nicole Marie wrote for Night Mom's Gamer this week. Woo! <laughs> I mean, you guys gamed for twenty four hours. I had to take some sort of responsibility on my back. When you wrote that, when you offered it, that, I was like, oh yes, thank you. <laughs> Please, I figured you guys wouldn't argue with me too much on that offer. No, no. I've been tired. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that because it's been, like, really hard to kind of get your mind back and, like, get your body caught up. Yeah. That just means did that, that extra old. hour, did that extra hour help at all? Uh, me, no. Oh, okay. no. See, I, I've been off, too, because, like, uh, so last Saturday was the 24-hour gaming marathon, and then this Saturday was that tournament. So, like, like right now, my body is so sore. I can't, I can't hardly, like, get up to walk around, like, so between... Last weekend and this, and there she goes again. It's weird. Maybe her mic's not working. I think that might be it. Can you hear me? Are you using your headset? Yes. Is your mic going out? No. Well, you just said you said between last weekend and next, and then you were gone. Dang it. Okay. I'll turn my headset off and go get my other set of headphones as soon as someone else starts talking. Okay. (laughs) So I'll be back. that a cue to start talking? And go. (laughs) I'll be back. Well, let's see. What have I been reading? Um, I also uh, checked out, uh, since Games and Culture was free in our library, Sage Journals were free and our library doesn't pay for Sage Journals. Um, I was like kind of going madly through all the the game journals and checking out stuff and um, reading up a lot on... um, games and um racing games kind of stuff um just to kind of get my mind uh into kind of the mode for this new article that I'm starting where I'm actually talking about um 
racing games and AC3 Liberation. Um, interestingly enough, because um, my master's work was in African-American literature and it was on the role of women in um, enslaved narratives. Um, so I had actually done a lot of research once upon a time, not only on African-American women uh, in the antebellum South, um, but a lot uh, on um, biracial women um, in the antebellum South. So a lot look, looking at a lot on like um, octoroon balls and the notion of placage um, or marriages of convenience um, and and they what they really weren't marriages, right? Um, and and kind of the history of identity and gender politics in New Orleans in the 18th century, um, which is why I was like super excited when yeah. um, the announcement came out about AC3 liberation. Um, so I've been reading them, not only a lot about games, racing games, but I've been going back through my own, um, library and reading a lot of stuff about, um, gender politics in the end of the South. So that's not necessarily generically games related, but very specifically related to this one game in particular. Um, and that's been a whole hell of a lot of fun. Um, this I, I'm gonna write this new article and it's gonna be kick ass, man. It's gonna definitely be kick ass. So I'm you'll probably second. hear more about that as uh on the on the blog itself while I'm writing it. I'm sorry. Who said what and why? What? You guys hear me? What? Yeah, we yes. hear you now. All right. Said I'm excited. It's I'm a lot excited of fun, man. Yeah. And that's what I'm reading. Woo! Yeah. Oh man, the most exciting part because obviously I'm getting wasted over here. <laughs> and the fun part, what you drinking, <laughs> Nicole? Oh my gosh, you guys! Orange mango sparkling what? ice water. Yeah. Mmm, tasty. Don't drink that too fast; it'll go to your head. I know, I know. I'm getting dizzy as it is. You know what, though? <laughs> if I were to mix this with uh, Firefly, I think it would be really, really good. Mm. Or even some rum. That mango with the rum would be really good. But it's like three quarters of the way gone, so there's no way it would be worth it right now. So I can just drink the rum. Exactly. Oh, I think that was the bullet point. Solution. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not. I'm not drinking anything. I was oh drinking my God. Some, some seltzer water earlier, but I'm not drinking anything anymore. Yeah, where's the tinkling of your glass with your? I know. Your where's your watered down scotch? I know. First of all, you watch it. <laughs> um, I know. I know. I don't know what to do. I've just. I'm just totally exhausted and out. I'm like too tired to go pour myself some scotch. How awful is that? That's horrible. I know. I've just been laying in bed, like watching TV and playing video games all day. I mean, we can't so, argue with your playing video games. I mean, it was pretty awesome. For so. the good of everyone. So, Although I did make soup. so. Well, I guess I'm the only one drinking. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> the I'm only just, cool one in the group. I'm the cool one in the group. Yeah. Too bad I don't smoke. <laughs> <clears throat> ah, then you'd be so cool. Then I'd be so cool. So cool. Um, I uh, really wanted, like... Well, Pete had this lime flavored juice pop, right? It was hmm. made with lime juice, and it was because it was a juice pop. They kind of 
puree the whole fruit so it's got pulp in it and it was really limey and I was like oh man we could like melt this and put tequila, tequila in it <laughs> oh that's so funny I respect you Samantha <laughs> so I wasn't gonna melt my kids juice pop <laughs> and um but we had no like limeade or anything in the house we did have lemonade so what I did is I poured lemonade into a glass and then we had lime juice, like the bottled real lime, lime juice and poured lime juice in a bunch of lime juice and then a healthy portion of um, tequila, chili pepper infused oh. tequila. Mm. Yeah. Sweet, sour, spicy. That sounds awesome. And just like slam that one. And then I poured another one so that I could come upstairs and record. And um, <laughs> No wonder you're being sassy. Like I'm not always <laughs> whatever. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so oh, that's, that's what I'm drinking. I've got my own little, you know, fiesta going in a glass. Actually, it's in a red solo cup. Ah, uh-huh. you're classy. classing it up. I am <laughs> classy. <laughs> Damn you, classy. <laughs> It, it, and it went well with what we had for dinner tonight, which was we had uh, carnitas with yummy. Uh, oh, that's right. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah fresh hey. tortillas and avocado, and yeah, it was good. You cannot go wrong with that. So you know, it was a it was a theme. It was a theme. And I didn't give my kid margarita, so I gave her a lime flavored juice pop instead. <laughs> nah, uh, you didn't run a rummer up or tequila her up. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom used to give me blackberry brandy when I had a cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people do. Whiskey mm. and uh, honey. It, yeah, honey and uh, a sore throat. Lemon, right? lemon. Well, tea with honey and lemon works just as well and doesn't put your kid to sleep. But that's why people give it to it because it puts them to sleep. But that's all cold. That's all Nyquil is. is For sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Dose them up on some. That's why people drink it when they can't get real alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Or when they want to have a good Saturday night. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. Think of South Park. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. All right. So, guess what? It's time for all the news that's fit for print. Or All not. the news, 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 news. <laughs> um. Okay. First of all, I hope you guys saw this, and second of all, I had a very good laugh about this. <laughs> GameStop's former PR chief embezzled two million dollars from the company. I'm just mm. gonna drop that. Drop that right there. Walk away. <laughs> <laughs> drop the mic. <laughs> just drop the mic. Well, that sucks for you guys, huh? Oh, my God. I think it's so funny. And I didn't work with any of, like, the main managers today after the story broke or whatever because I had the weekend off. Um, But, God, how embarrassing. Just a total and complete embarrassment to the company because they kind of pride themselves on being a, I think it's a Fortune 200 company, and they're so good with money and blah, blah, blah. But this guy's been taking money for... Two years. Mm-mm. That's so nuts. And if you read the article too, which I'm sure we'll put up at the post, but mm-hmm. that he set it up 
as a fake PR agency and then put a, a, like a not real person as the, the, the boss for it and build them for work that was never performed. <laughs> that's pretty clever. That I have to clever. give them props. Yeah, that's really smart. But wow. Yeah, from July 2009 to April 2011, he gathered up $1.9 million. Oh my gosh. That's pretty I, nice. I mean, if he was never caught, what a great steal. Obviously, yeah. that's why it's illegal, because <laughs> it's making profit. So Great steal. <laughs> yeah. Dropping the mic, moving, moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I thought this was interesting. That and maybe I'm thinking that this is starting to become a backlash from not having any new consoles recently. But EA posted a $381 million loss for the year, which is kind of crazy. And in this article, they seem to be blaming Medal of Honor Warfighter for it because it was such a disappointing game. Um, but it seems like a lot of companies posted losses for this year. Just doggy battles going on. Can you hear that? Yeah, Alex's dogs are fighting again. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. I don't know where Mike is. I'll be back. Oh, that's funny. I'd like to see them fight. No! I hope I... they're... I think they're, like, play fighting. Just, like... Yeah, sort of I think they're just... Just, you know, testing each other out. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Well, so... A lot of companies seem to be posting losses the year and they were kind of offering that maybe it's because we're waiting for these next gen consoles that people are just not buying games anymore yeah which i mean could could be true i don't know i guess i'm i have no real good insight on the trends of the business whether or not there's a console coming out but yeah it's it's like i also wonder how much of it is because um, they kept delaying the new SimCity. You know, I was wondering that too, but they don't even mention that in here. And you'd think that that would be a big thing that they'd be talking about. Yeah. Well, they, of course they don't want to talk about it because then they have to admit that something's wrong with it. Right. Yeah, and that's clearly weird. that's what it is because they keep delaying it. Yeah. I mean, because I've really been waiting for that one. That is I, one that I, I will plop my money down without even thinking about it twice. Yeah. Like, I won't even think about it once. Just take my money. <laughs> here, just here, just take my fucking wallet, would you? <laughs> take it all. Keep it. So, so do you want me to show you what they were fighting over? It was kind of funny. Yeah. What are they fighting over? You know how I took the ladle from school to wash it after I brought soup? Mm-hmm. And it, I put it in my backpack. They took it out of my backpack and were fighting over it. <laughs> so now I shall rewash it before I bring it back. <laughs> It'll have teeth marks on it. I know, exactly. I hope not. I, I, I got it pretty quick, so we'll see. <laughs> but they're so dumb, right? It's a ladle. That's funny. My my dog and my brother's dog, they like to fight over ridiculous items as well. It's adorable when they do yeah. it. Because it's like, oh, you're so cute and little. Look at you fight over that. Mm. Well, right. It's, you know, Biggs is still a puppy and Smalls is tiny. So, and they don't, like, actually hurt each other, but they make so much noise. I mean, you guys heard them, and there's, like, two rooms between us, you know? That's Mm -hmm. funny. Wow, that's really loud then, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really loud. (laughs) The neighbors probably think we're, like, having a dog fighting ring or something, but really it's these two tiny, adorable, floppy-eared puppies (laughs) that are just, like, 
running around in a circle at each other. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So in, do- in dog news, dogs can fight and it can be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That usually is. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay, sorry. and then my last item here, which I thought was really, really cool, and I was kind of, it was, I thought it was interesting to see it on Yahoo News, but there's this, um, let's see, what is it called? Rage control. So Boston Children's Hospital developed a video game that's helping kids control their anger issues. And it's really interesting because they're taking something that obviously kids know and they're familiar with, video games, and then they're making them unable to do things because they're attached to a heart rate monitor. And if it gets, if their heart rate gets too high, then they can't, they're limited in what they can do in the game. Oh, So they have to get their anger under control. So it's, that's. I, I think that's great. I think that's a really amazing and awesome way to utilize video games in a healthy way. <laughs> that's crazy. That is. But it's really cool. It's really, really cool. And I it think that's sense. one of those... Exactly. I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, obviously our kids enjoy playing video games. Well, not my kids. I don't have any. But... <laughs> um, that's the royal me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can we, you know, profit off of the experience that they give to kids? And I think that's a huge point of, like, you know, the research that I helped you with, Sam, is, like, how can we profit off of the things that video games do well Mm -hmm. and make it worth our while to, you know, just even... I mean, they they modded, like, a Space Invaders game to the very littlest extent to read their heart rate monitor and limit whether or not they can fire... And it's it's still a video game, and it says the kids still feel like they're pe- like playing a video game. Oh wow! Manipulating the way they can play it. That's really cool. Yeah, sounds like it. We'll put it those links up like in the a, show notes. It could be yeah. like a sci-fi movie in the future for like how they mind control people and like train them. That'd be sweet. Yeah. There you, you go. Now, Alex Lane. Well, I just. And there she goes again. Oh my gosh, it's not the headset. Hello? Hello. We lost you again. Well, at least it's not the headset. That's what we just said. It's about the headset. Yeah, I heard you. I heard you. It's weird because I can hear... Whatever. We'll figure it out. (laughs) This will be the most interesting show we've had. Like, hello? Hello? (laughs) You guys only get a fifth of the things I say, so they will sound smarter than they know. No, actually, we've been pretty good at stopping as soon as we don't hear you and waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Well, that's no fun. Where's the mystery? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we know. We'll just ignore you. Okay, that sounds good. That's funny. It's like Alex Lane just said something every five seconds every now and then. (laughs) Every now and then. Mm. And we just drop three quarters of it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. Like, haha, you desire where they go. <laughs> Anywho. All right, Alex Lane, what's our indie game of the week? Oh my god, this game is awesome. Okay, the indie game of the week is Solar 2. Um, it's like a riff on kind of like space invadery games, you know, like where you fly around and you blow up and you like shoot at comets and planets and types and uh, uh, 
spaceships and stuff like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or Maelstrom. Did you ever play that? Like mm-hmm. 15 years ago? Yeah, what I if, played that. Yeah, that was one of my favorite games growing up. But anyway, um, also it was had Monty Python references, which was hilarious. Which but, is awesome. Nee, nee, nee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so it's kind of like Maelstrom, except the difference is, is that instead of being a spaceship going around and blowing stuff up, you start as a comet. And you try to smash into other comets to absorb them and make yourself bigger. And once you get big enough, you can be a small planet. And then once you're a planet, you try to get, um, you try to, like, uh, get comets to go in your orbit. And then you absorb them to make yourself a bigger planet. And this keeps going and going and going. And then you're, like, a bigger planet. And then eventually you become a star. And then eventually you become a... You become a star and then you drop out on the call. Yay! <laughs> Black hole. Blow up and create, like, the... No! No! <laughs> Hello, Alex. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> this just is unsatisfactory. <laughs> I'll try and I'll try and talk quickly. Okay, so uh, where did you guys hear me last? You become a star, and then you yeah, and like a black hole, and then you are the Big Bang, and then you create a new universe. Um, but so you are like flying around and like doing, and you have to like position yourself because you have gravitational pull, and if stuff slams into you, you um, it like blows a chunk of you off and you get smaller and then you can't you because you're trying to like get bigger and bigger and bigger um like katamari or something mm-hmm. so so you have to like position yourself to get things into your orbit so that you can absorb them and then like once you're a star you try to get a bunch of planets in your orbit and you want those planets to get comets in their orbit so like you have to it's all like you have to sort of balance things and use your gravitational pull to pull to things towards you but not too much mm-hmm. so Anyway, it's bizarre and fun, and, like, I started playing it, and like I said, I was really out of it today, and I just, like, zoned out for, like, an hour and a half and just, like, rocked it. It was so fun um, and, like, addicting. So, I, I would, it's 10 bucks right now, which I think is a little high. I got it on sale for, like, 2 bucks. Um, I would say wait until it's, you know, at least a couple bucks cheaper, because it's not, at least as far as I've seen, it's not a super deep game, mm-hmm. but it is so worth it. I guess you're supporting an indie company if you buy it for ten bucks. So buy it for ten bucks. There you go. That's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. But it sounds it, like a mix of like alchemy and of Maelstrom, like you were saying. Yeah, it's just really it is really weird, and the music's good, and you're just like flying out in space. If you drank a lot of Nyquil, that would be a good game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like again with the Nyquil. Or on Nyquil. So what you want to do is trip while you play this game. <laughs> you had some sort of illegal herbal drug. Not saying what it with. is. Or... Some mushrooms or something. This game would be awesome. That's funny. <laughs> or if you're just really tired. Oh my god! <laughs> we are on, not promoting. I don't know you people. <laughs> you can cut me out and pretend like I cut out again. <laughs> like, and then Alex Lane cut out. <laughs> oh, shoot. Shoot. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what happened. Yeah. And uh, I'm going for that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. So, well, I guess that brings us to our issue of the week, which isn't really an issue. 
Um, but what we were going to talk about this week was history in games. Um, and for me, that kind of topic was brought about by the fact that we had two um, Assassin's Creed games that were coming out this week. And not only were they um, Assassin's Creed games um, in the vein of other Assassin's Creed games, but they were set in um, kind of very kind of specific, close to home and and controversial um, time periods, right? And, and dealing with uh, minority groups that had been oppressed um, in, a, in, a, in a variety of different ways. Because we have Assassin's Creed 3 where we get um, the biracial British Native American Connor uh, Kenway, um, who, um, according to the trailers, we shall say, is, is going about to, uh, avenge the destruction of, uh, his tribe's village and his, basically his entire tribe. And we have Aveline, Aveline de Grandpere, uh, who is a, the daughter of um, a biracial woman and a white man in 18th century New Orleans um, who takes on not uh, who takes on three different interestingly enough takes on three different personas. Um, which I think is another interesting take on this because she not only plays an assassin, but she also takes on the persona of a slave and the persona of a um, of a quadroon slash octoroon woman uh, lady, mm -hmm. as the case may be, walking the streets of New Orleans. Um, during a time when such things would be allowed if she belonged to a certain part of society and had a certain role. Right. Um, so it, it got a lot deeper than just being just kind of black woman assassin. Um, so that was kind of what we were thinking when we started thinking about history and games. Um, and where history and games history fit in with games. So, I mean, we've seen people talk about, um, using games in the classroom before to talk about history. Um, but now there's some, you know, other interesting things going on that I think have some potential, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that's where we are. So who would like to start? Um, I can try to go first and see if my microphone holds out. <laughs> um, I've written a couple times about historical representation in games um, on the blog, particularly looking at like civilization and games that are trying to take somewhat historical elements and then portray them um, usually with a twist or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. So one of the things that I find interesting about the Assassin's Creed games um, are the way that they're teaching you history is through like a typical triple a title by making the argument by not making the argument aka it looks like this and people talk like this and people behave like this therefore they're sort of making an argument about what it was like in that time you know what i mean mm -hmm. so but instead in addition to doing that like they 
do these little side things that pop up and tell you history as soon as you like walk by a certain part like it'll pop up and it'll tell you the history of that thing and those are accurate right yeah i think i think uh-huh. they are yeah the yeah. animus uh, yeah editions yeah the animus database i'm pretty sure they are so, and I, I don't know, like, um, Sam knows I never read quest text. <laughs> I skip through <laughs> cutscenes as fast as possible. That drives this me is, crazy. Oh, I know. We, we just are opposite gamers. And there she goes. Yep, out. Me. We're just opposite gamers, and then you die. You guys are tricking me. No, we're I'm not. not really we're cutting out. out, am I? I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I always am skipping cutscenes and stuff like that. And this is the first game ever that I've played that I didn't want to skip anything. Like, I have been clicking every extra button and watching every second of every cutscene. I don't... Is it... I know you guys probably watch them and read that stuff often. Is Does this one seem any different to you? Because for some reason, it's really engaging. Hmm. I don't think, like, the Animus database definitely isn't any different in this one no Um, it's not it's it's always been pretty elaborate but i i don't know i'd have to say that the story is just hits a little closer to home so maybe that's why it's engaging you more but i've never played an assassin's creed before this is my first one Mm -hmm. so i mean like more so than more engaging than other like rpgs and stuff like that that have some sort of historical element but we've never had an rpg that sought out to cover you know, life of kind of Native Americans in the U.S. or life of, you know, African-American women in 18th century, the 18th century antebellum South, right? This is something that, yeah, I mean, because because of the subject matter, not only did it kind of hit close to home and it was engaging, but people are paying, at least some people are paying close attention because they're concerned about whether it gets done right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I can definitely see that. So I, maybe, yeah, because it's like real stuff. It's not like about aliens or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, I just, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed that part of it. Like the way that they're sort of sneaking in the knowledge. Um, and I haven't gotten that far into the representations um, in Assassin's Creed yet. So... If we're going to talk about representations, then someone else might want to take over. Well, I think the interesting thing, minor spoiler, um, very minor. I'm not going to not going to divulge any like real storyline or tell you about any quests or anything. One of the things that really concerned me about this game is that one has been billed as now you get to play Connor. Here's who Connor is, right? And that one that one that one kind of last major trailer that came out and we posted about it or I posted about it on Now Your Mom's Gamer was the the, the kind of difference between the US and the UK version of that, of that gameplay trailer and how they were billing the game. Right. Um, it's all about, it was, you know, all about Connor and all about why Connor has become an assassin. Right. You know, the fact that he was biracial, you know, that he was of a British father and a Native American mother was just kind of pushed to the back. I always thought it was interesting. And I was like, oh, why is that there? You know, is it to make him more palatable as an assassin? Right. Um, mm. Which is interesting. Right. Uh, but I won't go too far into that. Um, 
And then, like I said, the the one thing that a friend told me that made me want to start playing, um, and I say it's Emily. Emily said, you know, well, you know, I'm playing and I'm like six hours in and I'm not on her yet. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I th- yeah, I know. They I was like, how the fuck are you not Connor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did you pick up the wrong game? Who are you? Are you NVO? Are you Altier? Who are you? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm like, who are you? Did you pick up the wrong version? It did say Assassin's Creed 3, right? Um, and uh, so I had to start playing it. And you start pl- by playing Connor's father. Mm-hmm. That's problematic for a number of reasons. Like I said, I'm not going to go into it too much here because I don't want to spoil it for people who don't want to hear it necessarily. I don't want you to have to mute yourself or whatever, but read my blog post that's going up tomorrow. <laughs> I, I really think this is really, really problematic. I mean, it, it's crazy. I'm like, wh- why am I not playing Connor? And even if I'm not playing Connor right up front, why is it taking me so damn long to get to play Connor? Yeah. You've gotten to the point where you're playing it already, right? As him? No, I'm about to. Okay, okay. I haven't gotten to him either. It took. About- it definitely took a while, and it got. To, I mean, it took long enough that I had to sit back and I'm like, okay, seriously, like, did I pick up the wrong game? Are there two different versions <laughs> of this game? Yep. So I typed it in on my phone, and it, I was like, when do I get to play as Connor? And then it gave me the answer on like Yahoo Answers or something, and I was like, oh, okay. And I was just about there. Yeah, so I'm I was- just about there, and I and I stopped. I stopped on purpose because I wanted to write my blog post while it was still while I was still raging about <laughs> right not playing Connor quite yet about being Hatham. And I think it's really interesting too, though, that of all like as a company, Ubisoft, of all the like approaches that they could have taken with either of these games, like both of these main protagonists could have very easily been just Caucasian. American, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I I wonder like what they were trying to accomplish by incorporating the different races into it, if that's just something that they're trying to like diversify the franchise or something or if they like really wanted to explore you know, kind of the hardships of of both races during this time. I am reserving judgment until I finish or okay. at least get so far yeah, that in. Makes sense. At least, or at least get so far in that I rage quit Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> and, and and before I started playing this game, I never thought I, w- I would get to the point. There was no way. There was nothing in my head that said, this game's going to piss you off so bad that you're going to rage quit it for this reason. Right? Mm-hmm. I thought that I might rage quit it, but it would be something else. I did not think it was going to be for this reason. Right? Yeah. Because um, they consulted Native American groups before representing anything, no, right? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Hold on. They consulted. They said they had a Native American consultant. Yeah, yeah. Is what oh. they said. I went back and I went back and reread through their press release about that last night because <laughs> I was I was like I said I was ranting and raging. I had to go back and reread. <laughs> and hmm. they said they had a Native American consultant. Is what they said. Well, and you know what else is kind of interesting there, and I guess you guys haven't gotten to that point yet, but I'm not spoiling anything for you, 
is the fact that when you are finally at the point where you're playing Connor, is most of his dialogue at the very beginning of his portions are in the native language. So for them to only have one consultant, but they have this fully, like, language being used, it, I don't know, it's, it's weird. I, the whole time I was playing it, I was like, this just, there's something so off about this, but I want to trust them, but at the same time, I know I shouldn't, because it's video games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, and, and I never trust anybody. <laughs> which is, which is, which is, you know, it's, it's really weird that I started out kind of trusting, trusting that them. this might yeah. be something that wouldn't be horrible. I'm not saying trusting that it was going to be something that was good or accurate, but trusting that this would not be something that was horrible. And I'm starting to feel like my trust has just kind of been tossed back in my face. <laughs> like, here's that back. <laughs> Mistake. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I'm reserving judgment. And I think that's why I think for me, a a lot of my talking and thinking is going to take place as I play the game itself. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. That's I, I definitely agree on the reserving judgment and waiting for things to happen. I think you guys will start to feel, not differently, but you'll have a lot more to say about it as you get further into it because you mm-hmm. do start to interact more so with the the Native Americans and like they're, they're, they're not a huge portion so far of what I've gone through, but when they do come up it's it definitely throws like the racial tensions in your face and I, I, and I have no way to speak to whether or not they did a good job at it so mm-hmm. far but um I don't want to like change the topic that we're on, but I think it's really interesting too that they're, you know, whether or not they're accurate in their portrayal of these these races and their experiences during this time, but whether or not their their history is, you know, like in your face accurate and it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just funny because this kid came in to pre-order the game with his mom. And this kind of spurred my my rant about mature rated games. I asked the, the the mom if she's okay with the content, and she's like, well, he has me convinced that this game is going to teach him history. And that was her reasoning for getting the game for her child. Oh. <laughs> it's like, really, is this the history you want your kid to learn? And <laughs> Can't be any worse than the textbooks, especially in some oh, states. Oh, man. Oh, definitely. definitely. Like Texas. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> cough, cough. Sorry, Texans. Sorry. No. No, <laughs> no I'm not. Not so. A Texan and uh, the textbooks that they use in Texas are different things. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Well, that in Arizona. <laughs> when they um, and I I don't think I'm spoiling it by telling you parts that you interact with that are known parts of history. Am I? Eh. Let's limit it to one. Okay. <clears throat> So we'll say Paul Revere's ride. Mm. So obviously there are very like poignant points in history that we all know well and fully because of school and teaching us about the history, whatever. Well, your participation in his ride is being the one who like takes the horse. Um, and like Paul Revere just sits behind you on the horse. Uh, oh, nice. It's like, we don't, hey, 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 we don't know that didn't happen. 
<laughs> I guess that's true. That's true. <laughs> it just... <laughs> I like how you said that, Alex. Like, that's... That's true. <laughs> it's just very, like... I mean, I, I love the fact that it's letting you interact with a point in history that you have heard so much about, and it's, like, putting you in that moment and in the heat and the adrenaline of all of it, and that's... That's great, but it. I just sat there and I was just like, "This isn't. This doesn't feel. This just feels like them stretching to include these points in it." You know what I mean? Right. I mean, and the interesting thing is, is that you know, this this mom is saying that this is gonna teach your kid history. So if he, and this is not a spoiler because I haven't seen it. Nobody's seen it. The DLC's not out yet. But if they buy the George Washington DLC, yeah, so is he so really gonna think that 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 George Washington was king and he was just crazy as shit and he's sitting up on a throne with his with his crown cocked to one side, leaning on a pimp cane? <laughs> Come on now. All get up. <laughs> Come on. Uh, was it I not mean, like that? These games serve a. I mean, but the, that. I mean, that's a. That's a thing, right? That's a thing. That is a thing we have to consider. Is that we do have these parents out there that, for some strange reason, are buying into that. You know, this is going to teach their kids history, and their kids are. You know, I, I want to see. I, I swear to God, I want to see how many people, how many kids, write. Um, history papers about the early, about early America that are based on Assassin's Creed 3 within, so the next within the next 12 months. I think it'll happen for sure. I, so, yeah. I, I cannot without a doubt imagine that not happening. Some oh, kids, you know it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. You know it's going to happen. I just hope that those teachers are a part of Reddit and they share it on the internet. <laughs> Because <laughs> I need to see those. Oh my god! I really need to see those. I mean, but then at the same time, you know, as in as in anything, you know, I mean, these are the same, you know, these are the same parents that let their kids watch TV without watching TV with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have seen more episodes of of you know all the like kids shows on Nick Jr. and PBS than I ever ever wanted to, uh, <laughs> including I mean, because I didn't watch that stuff when I was a kid. But I watch it with my kid because there's always, even in kids shows, stuff that's supposed to be age appropriate, things that I think need to be discussed with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I'm not there watching it, then she gets to form all these ideas in her own little four-year-old head about what she just saw without me seeing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're right on though. Like the problem with, the person who came into GameStop isn't probably that they really think it's going to teach like straight up history. It's that they're not involved at all. Right. right? And they won't know what their kids, what their kids see it. Right. Or learning. Cause there's lots of stuff to learn from the game for sure. Without a doubt, lots of stuff to learn from games in general, mm -hmm. but it's not, it, it's a, uh, it's, it's not a textbook, right? And right. it needs to be contextualized and talked through and all that kind of stuff. And I think that this kind of game, you know, would be great for playing in a classroom inside yes. of reading the history and talking about what it is we see and how we see it and how these representations are coming about, right? And what actually happened, right? Because that is a fun way of interacting with history. But, you know, once again, you got to have that adult, that parent, that caregiver, that supervisor in the room 
that's going to say, here's where the problem lies. Mm-hmm. Right? And way, way, way too often, unfortunately, we don't get that from, we don't get that with our parents or our teachers. Right? Now I'm depressed. <laughs> don't be. Don't be depressed. Okay. <laughs> um, you guys keep talking for a second. Hold on. I got a crying kid. Oh. Probably because she heard you bashing her uh, her Nickelodeon Junior. Her Nick, what? Her Nick Junior. Mom doesn't oh, like no. playing that with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Well, so how far into the game are you then? Well, the thing is, so like I was telling Sam, I picked it up because I had to wait till I got paid on the first. And right. then um, I picked it up on Friday, and then I had my tournament all day Saturday, and my we watch uh, football through the PS3. So by the time oh, I got up okay. this morning, I had like, did I cut out? No. Oh, okay, good. Um, I watch a, yeah, I have a Sunday ticket on the PS3. So by the time I got up, I got and got ready and made soup. I had like less than an hour, I think. Hmm. Um, I, I think I'm, um, I'm past the boat. I played lots of those games. I like those games. Um, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the board games on the boat? Yeah, definitely. I, I like probably, those a lot too. I probably played like a half hour of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at them now if you ever want to play. That's funny. That's funny. Um, and then, I don't know. I, I, I did a few things. That's about it. So it's I'm not definitely been, yeah, I mean, it's definitely been probably the most like visually great Assassin's game so far. Oh, you talking like, about three? I'm sorry, I just popped back in. Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah, just it's saying, like, beautiful. It, it is, is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Especially like the onboard sailing to the new world scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. It is really great, and one of the best things I think that you guys will get to eventually, and this is a well-known thing that happens in the game as well, is the the naval interactions. Like mm-hmm. when you finally get to control your own ship. Those missions are phenomenal. They are just sincerely the best. They're so much fun. And Alex, I'm sure you'll spend most of your time doing that because they're just great. <laughs> that's, they're that's, so that's, good. That's right up the Alec Lane alley right there. Well, I was just it telling is. her that I spent a ton of my time playing the board games on the ship. Oh, you know, I didn't play any of the mini games. Oh, you didn't? They were actually, they're actually really good. They're surprisingly good. And I, I don't ever play those things because I'm like, oh, great. Another thing that I'm going to suck at because I don't know the rules to play it. But they're they're pretty good in this one, definitely. Well, maybe I'll start playing some of the mini games. Uh, I, you know, because I use, that's the that's the thing, like I said, I allow myself to do like the side missions in Dishonored when we had the marathon. Because usually I don't do a lot of the side missions unless I just, I, like this one, I'm, I'm totally in it for the story, for the narrative. Right, yeah. so I'm just playing straight through. Yeah, like, mini games unlocked. Who cares? Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and like I said, I think um, because you guys have been talking about three while I was gone to check on my kid with the stub toe, she was okay. Um. <laughs> um That's cute. Yeah. Um, but. One of the other things that I'm really interested in is the is the way that um, they've handled AC3 Liberation. 
right? With the, mm-hmm. with the three different characters, three different personas you can play. And they call them personas of Aveline um, or Aveline, uh, whichever you want to say. I can't remember what they call. I think they call her Aveline in the, in the, in the game. Um, but the very cool thing that is as each of the different personas, she has different weapons and different abilities, so she can do some things as one persona that she cannot do as others. For for example, a fine lady cannot uh, cannot climb buildings. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it either limits or gives her more. Yep. Oh, interesting. But she can't. But she can charm people. She can charm men walking down the street, and uh, because she's a lady, people are more likely to protect her. Um, and because she's a lady um, who comes from a good family, she also has money so she can bribe people. Um, and she can't do those in her other personas. Hmm. You know, I, I was wondering, too, with this one, do they do they deal with talking about her passing as another race? She does not it? pass. Okay, so, the, so, so everyone who interacts with her is fully aware of her mixed... Uh-huh ethnicities okay well that's why they said that's why they said it in new orleans right because new orleans was infamous for its um for its quadrant and octoroon balls where um where kind of the gentry class white men actually went to these balls and in essence bought fair-skinned mixed-race african-american women um and you and kept them as kept women Okay. And had entire families with them and set them up in in homes sometimes anyway. Um, so, you know, they were considered and they were treated on the street as ladies uh, from time to time because that's just kind of where it is. But then at the same time, they have this other thing that is going on where the Spanish are in the Spanish are there and they are catching uh, enslaving freedmen. Um, as well. And she, that is, that is what she is fighting against. She is not fighting against the fact that, you know, African-American women are still being bought and sold as, as basically prostitutes. Mm -hmm. Um, but she is fighting against, uh, the enslavement of freedmen. Okay. Yeah. See, cause they, I think, I mean, I, I, they deal with it differently in three and it's, uh, I wish that it wasn't like I don't think it's spoilery because you know that he's of mixed race, but one of his his mentors um, tells him that if he has the option, he should pass as Spanish. He should claim he's Spanish. Mm. Or they tell him that he's light enough to claim he's Spanish, mm-hmm. oh. and that of all the things that he could be, that's his best option. Well, shit, that was that is not unusual even of Native Americans as late as the twentieth century. I mean, I, I have a friend whose father, um, whose father said much the same thing to her, you know, thirty, forty years ago. Really? Yeah. I just that that was one of those points where it was like, wow, I I was really shocked that they were dealing with it dealing with it that way and not just uh, making it like pointing it out. Instead of just making it one of those mystical video game worlds where suddenly race doesn't matter, mm-hmm. yeah, like they're keeping it pre- present and like in in your face almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so that that's that's interesting because that is still very kind of real, um, mm-hmm. you know, even 
you know, it, it's it's worse in many in, in some folks' eyes. I don't know how true that holds today um, to be seen as Native American that it is even in, in my friend's case to be black. It's like if you you know if anybody asks you, tell them you're fair complected and black because it's better to be black than it is to be Native American. That's so sad. Yeah, especially considering the fact of you know, especially forty years ago, what the fuck it was like to be black. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, it is, and they, actually, they kind of throw that contrast in there as well because they're they basically say better to be considered Spanish than to be considered black. Mm-hmm. Is what they say. I can't wait to get to the to the the sections where Connor and Abilene meet. I know you're gonna have to dish all of that to me because I I am so curious to know what's going on there. Yeah. They I really, really want to know. And uh, there's also, you also have the ability of, I think if you have both games, not only do, because you, you get to meet, they meet and have this quest together no matter what. But I think if right. you have both games, you get an additional quest and you actually get to play as Connor in, oh, in, Liberation. in, in Liberation. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's very interesting. I oh, I'm, je- I'm jealous of your accidental bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> they are accidental bonuses. I just gotta yeah. get. I gotta get used to playing with this damn controller for long periods of time. I haven't played with this controller for long periods of time since heavy rain. Yeah, and that that is the worst. I mean, your biggest point was like you know doing the 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 leap of faith. Like the worst thing in the world is when you're at the top of something really high and instead of doing a leap of faith, you just randomly jump off of it and die. That is so <laughs> worse. I hate when they jump in the wrong direction and they're just jumping into the abyss and it's like, really? Like really? Desynchronize. Desynchronize. I know you don't die. Desynchronize. Yeah. <laughs> you fell way too freaking far. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Well, don't leap of faith off the side of a building and not actually leap of faith. I've, I've done that already. <laughs> and it's such a, like, slamming your controller moment when you do it, too. Like, oh, my God. It's like, <laughs> now I gotta go pull that controller out of the wall on top of yes. everything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. Well, I think we have a lot of interesting things that we kind of like brushed upon, but that we can eventually get more deeper into. Yeah, I don't think because we don't want to get too deep into it. Not not only, you know, even the stuff that we played early on, because we don't want to spoil it for people who haven't played it yet. Right. So but here's a here's a question, right, for all those people out there, because, you know, we said we were going to talk about history and games. We talked more about AC3 um, <laughs> kind of across the board. <laughs> well, that was the impetus for this. Yeah, so that's OK. I'm down for that. So here's a question. Is this, would you suggest people buy this? I'd say without a doubt. Absolutely. I would, yeah, I mean, I definitely, just as purely as a game to play, for Mm -hmm. sure. For finishing this, like continuing the story, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think for intellectual stimulation as well, like it's definitely keeping me so intrigued and I'm curious to know where they're going to go continuing with the story 
and how they're going to intertwine history with it. And also the way that they're approaching like his, his, his race and how he's perceived in this like time. I, it's good stuff to think about. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. I think that, um, there's more of an issue with gameplay, like mechanics with um, AC3 Liberation than I would like. But just for the for the story and for the actual game, I would still say it's, it's a buy because, you know, it's a it's what, forty nine dollars. Is it forty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety nine for the Vita? I think it's forty nine ninety nine. I think. Yeah. So, so it's still, you know, it's not cheap. Um, but definitely something to play. Um, I would, you know, I would play it and am playing it even despite the kind of mechanical iffiness. And I think the mechanical iffiness is more because, you know, the Vita is still pretty much a new platform, but there are some really cool things in there as well. Like at one point you find a, you get a letter and you have to open the letter. And in order to open the letter, you have to put your index finger on the back touch screen and your thumb on the front touch screen and at the same time kind of hold and zip it across to rip the top off the letter. So there are some very kind of cool um, yeah, there are some kind of very cool moments in there like that that they've that they're clearly trying to, you know, incorporate all the things that the Vita can do. Um but you know, at the same time, and this, like I said, is is probably on my part more of a complaint because I am so used to playing everything with a 360 controller that my muscle memory and the DS, right, that my muscle memory is is kind of attuned to those things. If I played more on the Vita, um, like if there have been more good games to play thus far, and this is definitely a game that I would yeah. buy no matter what. Um, and if I played more on the Vita and the PS3, I wouldn't be having these issues. But definitely, like I said, it's a very cool game. I mean, even the fact that you get to play one character in three personas that can do three different things mm-hmm. is a right. very, very cool thing. Yeah, Definitely. There's just not that many games out there with this much depth. Like no. It seems like every area, basically, we've hit on. And whether it's problematic or not, doesn't, you know, again, like you're saying, it's a thing that should be discussed. Mm-hmm. Right. Not ignored. Like Lane Ch- Lollipop Chainsaw. Maybe that one could be ignored. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just guys. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, we could probably ignore those. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very cool. Thanks, ladies. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of our issue of the week. You can trust that you will definitely be hearing more about AC3 and AC3 Liberation as time goes on and reading more about it on the blog, like starting mm-hmm. tomorrow. 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 <clears throat> Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the very cool things are like deals for broke. I, I cut out for a minute and then I came back and I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, deals for broke ass gamers. Um, as always, there's tons of pre-order stuff coming out. There's a, there's a whole shitload of games coming out even this week. Um, Blah, the new Harvest Moon for the 3DS is coming out. Uh, Mario, the sticker game is coming out. Sticker Star? Is that it? Mm. Sticker? Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's coming out. I should out. know this, but I think so. <laughs> I was like, I think that's what it is. It's coming out yeah. this week. Halo 4 is coming out this week. Um, Call of Duty doesn't come out till next week, right? Next week. 
Yep, it's next week. So we got tons of great games coming out uh, with lots of interesting pre-order bonuses, even though Nuketown you get no matter what. Sorry, GameStop. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, so if you if you did Call of Duty Black Ops 2, you get it no matter what. Um, but there are some other places, like you get a nice little plushie if you pre-order um, Harvest Moon. Which is um, out. Is it out? Oh, yes. Sunday. It's a Nintendo game. They, it came out today. It, they removed the street date. It's been out for a couple days. As soon as it got shipped to stores, they could sell it. Oh, wow. Yeah, they do that like sporadically. They'll send uh-huh. us a game, and then they send us a note with it saying, this is no longer street dated. Sell it as soon as you get it. And Harvest Moon was one of those. Funny. So it's out. You can buy it. I don't know if it's good, but it's out. I'm not buying it because I got burned on the last one. Yeah, I did too. Uh, <laughs> against your advisement. I and I told you not to buy it. I know. Um, Toys R Us has a, a, a special going on. DS and 3DS games are two for 40 bucks. All their DS and 3DS games. Um, if you buy, also kind of on their other consoles, if you buy one full price game, you get a $10 gift card back. And if you buy two full price, um, console games, like 30, and I think they're considering anything $59.99 and above full price, um, you get a $40 gift card. So in essence, if you pay $120, you get $40 back in Toys R Us money to spend at Toys R Us and buy mm, two, three, two DS games. So Ooh, that awesome. way, for $120, you get four games. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a really great deal. That is. But then also, see, and this that's a really great deal. But uh, Alex Lane and I both kind of fell prey to the uh, Target sale that was on until yesterday, which was buy two games, get one free for all their games in the store. Yeah. Yeah, so I went there and bought, there was two games I wanted, and... So I just bought some random third one, and then I ended up turning it back so I could get Professor Layton for Sam. <laughs> we combined. Oh, cool. yeah. Well, because I had already uh, for as uh, through the through the week I had already bought AC three AC three Liberation and Lego Lord of the Rings, so I got four games this week. <laughs> I'm never buying another game ever. I tell you, mm-hmm. <clears throat> shut up. um you know unfortunately since we're recording on sunday nights there are some good deals on steam like 75 percent off all the tomb raider games um but that ends like tonight yeah Yeah. weekend deals like all in tonight or tomorrow morning um dangerous uh high school girls in trouble is on sale until tomorrow yeah for like 250 um Counter Strike Go is on sale for ten bucks. Oh tomorrow. wow, that's a great deal. Yeah, through tomorrow ten afternoon. Bucks. Um, so there's some stuff that's on sale if you download this now. Um, uh, that are uh, those things will be on sale until tomorrow afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, the only really really good sales other than Toys R Us and uh, they seem to be doing that rotation thing. Like the the sale went off at Target, and now it's on a Toys R Us where you're pretty much getting the same thing. Three games for Three games for one hundred and twenty dollars about is why what it rounds out to, um, except for you. Well, if you buy two DS games, you get four at Toys R Us. Um, right. So that's kind of a better deal if you got both. If you got two two different platforms to buy for, so mm. this is a great time to start Christmas shopping. Oh uh, yeah, and they've already started. I worked all day today. People are Christmas shopping. Yeah, crazy. 
Okay. Yeah. Thinking about Christmas shopping yet. Um, so there's some good things going on. There's lots of good pre-orders. Definitely fun stuff to buy. Um, and that's about what I got for uh, deals for broke-ass gamers. Sounds good, good to stuff. me. I'm going to be broke-ass after all the deals that I hit this week. You and yeah, I know. So <laughs> How about after this gaming season is done and over with? Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Okay, so like I said, that's about all I got. Um, so until next time, folks, like I said, check out the, the post for tomorrow um, on uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Um, we'll also soon, before Black Friday, have our um, our holiday buying guide coming up where mm-hmm. we will suggest uh, interesting things for you to buy for yourself and for your loved ones um, for the holiday for the uh, holiday season. We're, we're Regardless of whether or not you celebrate Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or any other such holiday, even winter solstice, we will have those out in time for you to choose. Because everyone likes getting video games, regardless of the occasion. Of course. Right. Yeah. Just hand out (laughs) video games in the the month of December and you'll be golden. That's right. That's what December's all about, people. Yeah. All about video games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's about all we got until next time. Um, remember that no matter how you vote, uh, Tuesday is the day to vote. Please exercise your right to vote. Um, otherwise you don't have the right to complain. Uh, (laughs) Doesn't matter who, we don't care who you pick. (laughs) But you gotta vote if you want to complain. But you gotta vote. Yep. Um, so until next time, folks, stay warm, stay sane, uh, and stay enfranchised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and as always, folks, game on. Game on. Game on.